Hey, how you doing? Today on the podcast, what would you do if it was impossible to fail? And how to deal with the haters. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. You can't do that. That's impossible. That cannot be done. No way. You are wasting your time. You ever heard those things? Have you ever said them to yourself? When somebody says that to you or you're saying it to yourself, then your brain stops coming up with options on how to do the thing you were thinking about doing. Instead, your brain says, well, guess I don't need to think about how to make that stuff happen. I'll just move on to trying to figure out the next thing that they should stuff in my pizza crust. Did you know they stuffed one with hot dogs? I'm not making that up. Have you ever had the hot dog pizza crust? Okay, maybe it's only my brain that thinks of those things. But your brain's thinking of something. There's a great French proverb that says, to believe a thing impossible is to make it so. Yeah, if you believe it can't be done, you're never going to do it. You're never even going to try to do it. But if instead you start thinking to yourself, self, what if? What if you assume it is possible? What happens then? Hey, maybe then I can start putting chicken and waffles in the pizza crust. Greg, what is this obsession with food today? I haven't had lunch yet. So when you ask what if, what happens then? Your brain starts to imagine. What if? How could it be done? Your brain starts a new kind of innovative, inventive, creative, and productive thought process. Hey, what if you could create a self-driving, self-flying car with a bed that massages you? and cooks your favorite food. Greg, enough already with the food today. See, you've asked your brain to find a solution, so it's working on it. Your conscious mind, your subconscious mind. Hey, do you remember the Apollo 13 space mission? Greg, I'm not that old. Okay, but you remember hearing about it, or maybe you watched the movie with Tom Hanks. After the fire and oxygen problems they had, imagine if the astronauts and the engineers back in Houston said, oh, dude, there's just no way we can fix this. That would not be good. No bueno. But they didn't say that. Instead, they said something along the lines of, failure is not an option. And then they got busy figuring out a way to make it happen. I love what Nelson Mandela said. It always seems impossible until it's done. Has there been anything recently in your life that caused you to say, it can't be done? Maybe it's a potential customer you really don't think you can land, even though you really would love to help them or a new business venture you really want to try, but you just can't seem to see how you can make it work. Maybe it's creating a lasting relationship with someone you might want to spend the rest of your life with. Or how about just buying that new house, taking on a new project? Well, when you look at these things that seem impossible to you, what could happen if you just assume it is possible, assume it is going to happen, assume failure is not an option, and start some imaginative thinking on how to do it. Vince Lombardi said we would accomplish many more things if we did not think of them impossible. If you start asking the right questions, you might be shocked by the answers your brain comes up with. I would love for you to email me one of those cool things your brain is coming up with. Charles Kettering said, believe and act as if it were impossible to fail. Just so. If this resonates with you, I want you to have a free gift from me. 
It's my ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose. Get it at my website, gregorybnap.com. The information's in the show notes. Man, that guy's a jerk. I cannot believe how he talked to me about my work. Wish I had a snappy comeback to put him in his place. Man, he got me so upset, I'm still mad about it. Wish I could let it go, but it is eating me up inside. Have you ever felt like that? I got to admit it, man. It's happened to me way more than I would have liked it to have happened. Since the dawn of time, there's a few things that have been true. The sun will rise in the east. Your bread will land butter side down. And haters gonna hate. In the immortal words of theologian and philosopher Taylor Swift, because the player's gonna play and the haters gonna hate. Baby, I'm just gonna shake it off. Thank you, Tay-Tay. So here's how to deal with the haters. And we all have haters, no matter who we are, because we've all been there. It's part of life. How do we react to these situations, though? That's the question. How we react is up to us. There was a time not long ago that my daughter, Summer, came home from school and she was very upset. And I asked her what happened. And she went into a long story about how a girl at school was mean to her and said awful things and was, you know, pretty much just generally annoying. And after I empathized with her, like a good dad does, right? Did you really do that, Greg? Well, I tried to. I started to ask her some questions. So, Summer, this girl that's really bothering you, do you like her? No. Do you really care what she thinks about you? Well, I mean, I, no, not really. When exactly did this happen to you today? First period. Were you upset all day about this? Yes. Do you want to be upset all day about this and still be upset about it? No. Summer, this happened to you this morning. You got upset. It's now 4.40 in the afternoon, and you are still letting it upset you. Well, I mean, what do you mean I'm letting it upset me? Do you want to let this person, this person you say you don't even like, and you say you don't even care what she thinks about you, do you want to let her have the power to ruin your entire day? No. I mean, you don't want to give her that power over you at all, do you? No. And that is a great question to ask. Why are you giving someone you don't even like the power to ruin your entire day and live rent-free in your head? Because that's really what you're doing. And I love reframing the haters this way. Haters don't have the power to do anything to us unless we give them that power over us. Now, remember, we're talking about haters who just want to tear us down, not people who are giving us constructive criticism, not people we do really care about and we value their opinion. We should be willing to listen to people we respect and we should be willing to make changes to get better at what we do. That's different than a hater. I love what Tim Ferriss said about it. The best way to counterattack a hater is to make it blatantly obvious that their attack has had no impact on you. Yes. Okay, Greg, I think I'm with you right now. I don't want to let that jerk control me, but how do I let it go? Great question, mi amigo. I love where your head's at. Here's the plan. Realize that you are in control of how you react to the hate. You get to decide if you're going to continue to be angry or sad or hurt or whatever it is because of what happened earlier, because of what they said to you. You know, that person can't make you feel bad unless you let them. Understand, the fact that you have a hater means you're probably doing something right and or significant. People who are just muddling along in mediocrity, they don't usually have haters. So use that as fuel to focus on your important work and to remind yourself 
that you're not going to let anyone stop you from reaching your goals. Now, quite often, the haters are jealous of what you're doing, or your success makes them feel bad about themselves. So they try to drag you down in the hopes that this will make them feel better. Sometimes, it's even a subconscious thing for the hater. They don't even realize they're doing it to you. Here's another little secret you need to keep in your head. Your haters increase in proportion to your success. Yep, the more successful you are, the more haters you're going to get. So, decide if you care what this hater thinks of you. If it's a stranger or someone you really don't care about, it sure is an awful lot easier to let it go. Decide if there's any validity to the criticism of you or your work. Because guess what? Every once in a while, even a hater is right. Every once in a while, that blind squirrel finds a nut. So decide what role you played in the conflict and if there was anything you could have done differently. Sometimes this actually means you were the one in the wrong. Now, I'm sure that's very rare, but it could happen. Then write down your thoughts and feelings about the situation. Sometimes it really helps to write the person an email telling them exactly how you feel. Now, here's the key. Don't send it. This is just to get your feelings down so you can let it go and think about something else. We don't need to crank up a whole controversy here and get into a conflict that will never end. Sometimes you just write the email and you don't send it. Then take a little time and review some of the successes you've had in similar situations. How many times have you actually achieved things that haters told you you could never do? I bet it's happened quite a bit. Think about all the people who praise you for what you do. Take a minute to be grateful for at least three things that are going well today and write them down. Trust me, that really helps. If you could do that for 30 days in a row, three things that you're grateful for, and have to be three new things every day, but if you could do that for 30 days, you're going to see a significant increase in your joyful index. And then think about this. Who are you going to listen to more? Your haters or your fans? Tell yourself, you are not going to give the haters the power to ruin one more second of your day. Actively decide. I'm letting them go. Now, if those thoughts about that conflict or that hater come up again, just acknowledge them and then let them flow right back out of your head and refocus on the good vibes. Epictetus said this, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters. Let's go. If this resonates with you, I want you to have a free gift from me. It's my ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose. Get it at my website, gregorybnapp.com. The information's in the show notes.